Hey, welcome to the Danny Abel podcast, where I help you connect the dots between mindset, metabolism, nutrition, and fitness to help you easily understand complex health and wellness concepts. I'm thrilled you're here to listen to what I have to share. So let's dive right in. Hey guys, on today's podcast episode, I'm going to be going through with you four different training splits and helping you to see, you know, what are these training splits and who would be best served to select these types of training splits. And then I'm going to also give you some examples of what each one of these look like. So to start off, before we talk about training splits, I do want to just kind of like set the foundation that whatever you choose for your split really should be based upon what you can adhere to right now and what is a focus for you right now. Meaning, you know, do you have a body composition goal? Do you have a performance goal? Or maybe do you have a health goal? Because all of those different goals will influence the type of training split that is selected or that you should select or that a coach would select for you. We really just need to understand, you know, what are we trying to focus on right now? And just realizing that you can always change your focus. Like if you are used to doing full body, that doesn't mean that you have to do full body for the rest of your life. If you're used to doing upper lower body and that's not working for you, or maybe, you know, your time in the gym gets cut short, maybe for a period of time you focus on full body for a while. And it's totally fine. It's just realizing that there is no perfect way. If I could give people like one chunk of advice, it really is truly just to understand the foundations and pick, you know, understand what it is and why it's important, whatever the concept is, in this case, training, training splits, and pick what serves you best right now. And just realize that you're probably always going to be learning. You're probably going to figure out some things along the way and allowing yourself to be the guide, you know, allowing yourself to be the guide. And if you are working with a coach or for crying out loud, even if you are doing some type of training that maybe you don't have access to a coach, just realizing that you get to decide is huge. A lot of people, you know, they kind of feel like they get stuck, like people get stuck and they are so used to doing something the same way over and over and over again. The idea of change, the idea of change for them is like, it's overwhelming. It's like, oh, why would I even go through the effort? Oh, you know, like I really encourage you to reframe how you think about that and just realize that there is not going to be one perfect way that you are going to do for the rest of your life. Always just realize that it's okay to change your mind and that different versions of you are going to require different approaches on things. And it's the same thing with training. You know, I'll just tell you like a really quick little story about myself, and then I'm going to get into the actual meat and potatoes of the episode here. But for a really long time, I kind of forgot, you know, I kind of forgot that performance was once important to me. And I think what kind of came forward for me was that after I got my body composition to a level where it was like damn good, you know, it was like damn good. Like I had like eight pack abs, I was completely shredded, but I, what, what changed it for me is that I started to feel bad on the inside. Like I felt very hollow. And what I didn't realize is that, you know, that level of leanness was 
very difficult to maintain. And it was, it was my body's way of telling, trying to tell me like, Hey, listen, you know, okay, you got your pictures, you got your videos, you got all those things, but like now it's time to feed me more and to focus on something else. And when I had that realization, it was like, oh yeah, like before we had kids, before my husband and I had kids, I really enjoyed doing different events. Now I would consider myself a very, very, very recreational athlete back then. Like I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I probably maybe would have told you that I thought I knew what I was doing, but now that I know what I know, like I had no idea what I was doing. Now, do I feel ashamed about that? No, because, you know, I've learned better and it's fine. Like we all have to start somewhere, but I really didn't have any plan and I didn't really understand the different ways of producing, you know, different outcomes. For example, I was really into half marathons. I did some triathlons. I did a number of like very short term or short distance races and things like that. Even like some, um, gosh, I don't even know what I would call them. Like they were triathlons, but they were like more, um, not the traditional triathlons, but they were like, I don't know, we'll call it like a backcountry <laughs> triathlon and even some ski races and things like that. But all I would do, all I would do to get better at those is just do the sport. So if I wanted to improve my running, I would just run. If I wanted to improve my skiing, I would just ski. And I never really fully understood the concept of cross training. Like I felt like if I was taking time away from, you know, what my main focus was that I would eventually not get better at what I was trying to improve. But ultimately it really is just understanding that the idea with training is to improve different ways that your body responds to things. And this doesn't necessarily have to be just for performance. You know, if you're working on a body composition goal, for example, and you're in a dieting phase, then it wouldn't be ideal to start a really high volume program because your body is already going to be stressed from the nutritional intake being lower than it should be. And just starting to realize that each of these things has seasons and periods of time that you might focus on one thing over another is really where people start to gain the clarity and realize like, oh, wow, okay. So if I focus on this one thing for a given amount of time, I can really expect the best adaptation to happen. And I'm here to tell you, yes. If you try to do too many things at once, you essentially achieve none of them, or you achieve very little training gains or very little gains from all of those things because you're spreading yourself too thin. All right. So hopefully you enjoyed that little intro and my why behind it and some of my own personal experience. I'm going to go ahead and get into these four different training approaches, and I'm going to give you some examples on what they might look like. So the first one is going to be a body part split. You've probably seen this one from influencers. I feel like there's a lot of influencers out there that really like using this type of an approach. Now, I will say, in my experience anyway, that this type of an approach is usually used by people who are working on body composition. And it's easy because these types of splits are going to be things like back and biceps, chest and triceps, quads and glutes, 
hamstrings and glutes. And it only makes sense, right? So if you're working on body composition, the name of the program pretty much elucidates that you're focusing on that particular muscle group. Okay. So that is going to be considered a body part split. Now, keep in mind that sometimes those can be difficult to manage volume, meaning like high volume, low frequency. So if you're just doing one quad and glute day per week, you're going to have to have really high volume on that day because you're not going to have other days during the week that you would also be working those same muscle groups. So therefore, those sessions are probably going to take, you know, a little bit longer. Like they're probably going to be long training sessions. All right. So an example of that might be, let's just pick the quads and glute focus. That's going to be something that is selecting movements that are going to focus on or train your quad muscles. And that's going to be things like squatting. It's going to be things like unilateral quad movements, which would be things like lunges, step-ups, split squats, things like that. Or there's other quad accessories that you could do too, like a reverse Nordic and things like that. But you get the idea, right? And then as far as glutes go, you know, you might do things like a Romanian deadlift. And that's going to be more glute focused than it would be hamstring. You might do some abduction and adduction, AB and ADduction. And that's just going to be where you're using your hips to either resist or pull Uh, resistance, I should say, pulling or pushing resistance away from the midline of the body. So that's going to be an example of a body part split. All right. So number two is going to be a push-pull split. So the idea here is that you are focusing on either upper, lower, or full body when you're doing push-pull. I will go as far as saying that I think push-pull has the most Uh, amount of variation that you can create with it. And honestly, I used to not program a ton of push-pull movements until um, I took my most recent programming course, shout out to Matt Castro, and like no shame, or I should say like shameless plug, I am his teaching assistant. If you don't follow the movement system, He has an incredible YouTube channel, tons of free content, great reels that he puts out on Instagram, and I hear that he is now on TikTok. So (laughs) definitely go check out his stuff. He's great. The idea, so getting back to this, the idea with push-pull splits is that you are focusing focusing on pushing movements, whether it be with the upper body or the lower body, or both during these types of training splits. So for example, a push upper body movement might just be focusing on things like a vertical push, which an example of that would be like a standing overhead press or a seated overhead press, something like that. And then also some type of a horizontal push, which is going to be something like a bench press or a dumbbell chest press, a floor press, Z press. Well, Z press is technically a vertical, but you get the idea there. And then whereas where a pulling movement is going to be things like 
hinges, which would be like a deadlift pattern. Um, another type of hinge would be a horizontal hinge, like a hip thrust or a glute bridge. And the idea here when I'm talking about vertical and horizontal is it's your body's position in relationship to the floor or to the ground. So in a vertical position, your body is positioned perpendicular to the floor. Whereas in a horizontal position, your body is positioned horizontally or parallel to the floor. And then as far as push-pull goes, you can also set these up as a lower upper focus, meaning like a full body, essentially, of pulling or of pushing. So for example, a pulling full body day might look like a deadlift and a pull down as your main compound movements. Or it could be, you know, a deadlift and maybe an upright row or something like that. But the idea there is that you're picking a pattern and you're picking a body position. So in that case, I gave you a vertical pulling type of training split. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt the episode, but I just wanted to let you know that my group coaching program, The Metabolism Mastermind, is coming soon. This is my signature group coaching program where I will be teaching you how to set up your macro and movement strategy. Now, this could be actual macros, calories and macros, or it could be macro portions using more of an intuitive eating style approach. It's designed to help you coach yourself and receive feedback on the plans and protocols that you design using my curriculum and tools. If you'd like to join the waitlist to be one of the first to know when it's available for registration, click the link in the podcast description to get on the waitlist. Now, let's get back to the episode. The third type of split is going to be an upper lower split. And this is really simple. It's just an upper body day and a lower body day. And the idea here is that, you know, on upper body days, you're working like chest and triceps and back and biceps. And on a lower body day, you're working quads and glutes and hamstrings and hamstrings and glutes. And the idea is that you can help to improve recovery with this type of training. So meaning, you know, if you work lower body on Monday, you're not going to work lower body again at all until maybe Wednesday or even Thursday. So you have 48 to 72 hours to fully recover between those training sessions. Um, an upper body day, for example, you know, you might have something where you also are including, you know, shoulders or things like that. Just keep in mind that I'm not really giving you a ton of guidance as far as accessory selection, because honestly, accessory selection is going to come down to, you know, the needs of the individual based upon, you know, an assessment, if you are working with a coach, or if you know yourself, like you have a focus area, then you might select your accessories based upon those particular focus areas. Now, the one caveat that I'll give you is please keep in mind that we cannot do spot reduction of fat. So if you're choosing core all the time, just know that that isn't necessarily the best approach. The fourth style of split is going to be a full body split. Now, I did talk a little bit about full body when we talked about push-pull, but the idea with a regular old full body, (laughs) regular old full body, is that these are really great for novice lifters because we're not as specific with the selections of the movements. We are essentially just 
we're pushing, we're pulling, we're squatting, and we're hinging on our particular training day. We don't have to be as selective, you know, are we doing a vertical or a horizontal, you know, that kind of a thing, because we can do that on altering days. So let's just say we set up a three day full body split. You know, maybe one of those days you're doing more vertical full body. And the second day you're doing horizontal full body. And then on the third day, you're doing a mix of both. Now, the idea here is that you can achieve higher frequencies of training those muscles. So the idea with a full body split is, you know, does it really matter for somebody who is just getting into lifting if we're doing like a vertical pull or a, or a horizontal pull? No, not really. Not really. But when you get to the level where you really are want to focus on specifics of training, then something like that probably would be more optimal. And I wouldn't necessarily recommend a full body, or at least I wouldn't necessarily recommend a full body because of the days that you would be able to train. So for example, if you're training four or five days per week, you wouldn't want to be training back to back to back full body because you're not giving your body enough time to recover. And you're probably honestly going to end up with a pretty extreme state of being pretty fatigued. All right. So, you know, there's a ton that I could unpack for you with all of this. Like I really love training now. I really love all of the concepts of training. And mostly it's just because I have had the opportunity to experiment. I've had the opportunity to experiment. I have allowed myself the opportunity to experiment with different types of training. And just realize that there's going to be some times where you have a body composition focus. There's going to be some times where you have a performance focus. And for crying out loud, there might be some times where you have more of a health focus. Like let's just say you get sick or something happens in your life where you have to put your training kind of, I don't want to say it's on the back burner, but maybe it's like off to the side. It's not as primary of a focus for you. And just realize that that's just for a certain period of not time. You know, it's not forever. You don't have to do it like that forever. And I would even go as far as saying that you shouldn't, you shouldn't do the same thing over and over and over again. So hopefully you have a better understanding of four different ways that you might be able to set up your training splits. And I hope that this information helps you to be able to get a little farther ahead. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Danny Abel podcast. If you're enjoying the show and you haven't already, consider subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. If you love the episode, screenshot it, share it to your story and tag me. And lastly, if you have any questions, send me a DM and I'll see if I can help. Thanks again for listening. Take care.